Spike and Spike Cohen. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Vanguard. For Spike, George, Rasha, Shannington, Cohen, I am Matt <laughs> Wright, and together we are traversing the muddied waters of freedom. <laughs> I like that. And it's Rosh Hashanah, too. It's Rosh Hashanah. Happy Rosh Hashanah. Happy Rosh Hashanington, everybody. <laughs> I like that. Folks, thanks so much for tuning into this episode of The Muddy Waters of Freedom, the most amazing show to ever be on a Tuesday night with two libertarians, one of whom is extremely, extremely sunburnt, but it, he's going to get through it anyway. And the other is extremely, extremely good looking. And some, oh, whatever. Um, <laughs> no, I, but you know what? You are extremely good looking. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. You Thank are. you. Thank you. Are, you are too, but you're also oh, very sunburned. So. Oh, you. <laughs> you. So, hey, folks, thanks again for tuning in. Be sure to uh, like, subscribe, comment, follow, five star, ten star, share, do all the things, all the various algorithmic things that one can do to promote us on social media because Facebook yes. hates us. Like a lot. <laughs> and, Facebook's- uh, it's like, like really, really hates us. Um, and if you are uh, if you are subscribing to us on YouTube, be sure to hit the bell and and mute your phone. Um, be sure to uh, to uh, hit the bell because I want your phone to explode with notifications every time we go live. Gift the gift of money waters today. Kids love it, Matt. Yes. First and foremost, allow me to thank the wonderful and fantastic. Casey Nestor Carbonella the for, for today's Kaaba. And allow me to thank Le Bleu for this water that is Jewish and whatever. Um also allow me to thank American Airlines. I'm gonna do this. I flew back <laughs> from Miami today after a very successful Spike Cohen Florida tour. <laughs> And uh, on the way back, uh, we we usually get upgraded to first for free because we fly so much and we uh, high at the points level and all that stuff. But this plane had like the the first class was like this like mini suite that you would get, and it had your own little cubbies and your own TV, and the seat went all the way like it would lie down flat. And so we got to be in that. And I've never wished that a flight was longer before. But I wish this one was like ten hours long. That was fun. Bulavanaka. Bulavanaka. <laughs> this episode, of course, oh. is brought. No. Oh. Oh, go ahead. No, do, the, do that. This episode, of that, course, that makes much more sense to do at the beginning of the show. <laughs> yes. This episode, of course, is brought to you by the Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus, the fastest growing caucus and the largest, second largest caucus in the Libertarian Party at its current rate of growth. It will be the largest caucus in like a year or two or something, some ridiculous thing like that. Uh, also, oh, and if you want to be- become a member, go to the Facebook group Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus uh, or you can become an official voting or and you can become an official voting member by going to muddiedwatersmedia.com slash store and getting yourself uh, a shirt or a button that has the Waffle House Caucus logo on it. The Gravy King. Cumberland Cannabis. If you'd like to buy uh, Delta 8 and CBD products, wink, wink, you can go to cumberlandcannabisco.com 
and get you some viable, ethical, and effective Tennessee-based CBD products, if you know what I mean. Joe Solosky is running for governor of Pennsylvania. Joe Solosky is the key to Pennsylvania's success. And if you'd like to help Joe become the first libertarian governor in the history of humanity, humankind, and humanity, then go to joesolosky.com, J-O-E-S-O-L-O-S-K-I.com. Jack Casey has these books. One day, he's going to get us a graphic that shows all three of them. But in the meantime... He does. It's in the sponsorship section. (laughs) For notes and Google Drive. Wait. <laughs> Hold on. Okay. <laughs> I don't see it. This one. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely there. Well, the, hold on. Well, Jack Casey has a. He, <laughs> Jack Casey has a new book Jack out. Jack Casey look has at, a book. Wow, look at some of them there. Look Hold at, on. <laughs> Why is, you have the weirdest way of doing this. <laughs> you don't start from the from the opposite corner. No. Well, I'm left-handed. So, Jack Casey has these books. You knew about the Royal Green and In Silver Throne, did but now we have crowned it by gold, which is the part three of the Royal Green series. Part three of it's part three of the Royal Green <laughs> series by Jack Casey. Now we don't know what these books are about. We never will. You'll have to tell us by going to the royalgreen.com and buying yourself some sweet ass Jack Casey books. Adderpan is the most horrifying thing that has ever paid me to talk about it. Um, this is a game <laughs> that is just horrifying. It's I watched a, a video game game walk through video gameplay video of this uh, this game, and God, I don't get it. I don't get why why apparently this is a whole genre that people like. The jump scare genre. This will cost you only $5 on Steam, including all the updates so that they can make it more horrifying over time. And it only costs five bucks plus the cost of your ongoing mental health care, which apparently you already need because you like stuff like this. Fierce Luxury by Ashley. Uh, Once you've had to deal with the horrors that are Adderpan, you can do some (laughs) retail therapy, huh? Huh? <laughs> Fierce Luxury by Ashley uh, features uh, fi- high-end bags and accessories from the likes of Louis Vuitton, Coach, Hermes, and I don't know. Others. Balenciaga <laughs> and others. Um, you can also uh, consign with Ashley at a low, low cost of 30%, which is literally 20% less than any other consignment shop charges. If you want to become a part of this movement, go to FierceLuxuryByAshley.com uh, or you can join the Facebook group, the exclusive high-end Facebook group, Fierce Luxury by Ashley. And speaking of high-end, exclusive, and fits in a bag, Thomas Queter is running for state senate in the 52nd district of New York. Thomas Queter runs better than Albany, which is funny because he's crippled. 
And he asked me to say that, and it's weird every time I do, and I do it anyway because I love the man. He's a good man, and I love him, and I wish I like that he has the sense of humor he does. But he also is incredibly, incredibly honest and trustworthy and hardworking. He cares about people. Uh, you could not find a better person to be in the seat that he's running for. And uh, if you'd like to help him become the first libertarian state senator in New York, go to tomfor52.com, T-O-M-F-O-R, 52.com, and help him today. Matt. I'm currently watching the uh, walkthrough of Adderpan, and I see what you're talking about. It's And it's so like, uh, like, it's... Like, it just it's, feels stressful watching, like, the 30 seconds that I've it's watched. It's so stressful. And there's I don't even nothing know what that happening. thing is. And... <laughs> there's, there's, no, there's nothing happening. And you look, and there are just these dolls, and they're like. And yeah. then, like, and then you move it. Ah! Like that. Like, it's. it's... I don't get right. it. I don't I'm going, understand. I'm going back to the. I'm going back to the chat. Um, I don't understand it. I don't understand why people are into it. I don't get it. Whatever. I just don't get it. I don't get it. Anyway, you know what else I do? But you know what I do get, Matt. Hey, Matt. Is there? I, man, I was. I'm, man, I'm not going to say that. Monthly blood transfusions. Not a blood. Do you think I get a blood transfusion every month? Do you not get a blood transfusion? Every no, month? I get a transfusion. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get. I get an infusion, not a transfusion. They put oh. medicine in me. Oh, I figured they were changing out your. Changing out my blood. My blood's got a mess in it. No, it's 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 Gail. My blood. They used to use you, leeches, and this is what leeches. Now. Yeah, use leeches go, oh, to get rid. You got the leech in my I'm glad you learned that about me today. No, Matt. What we do get is random auctions. What's and we have a yeah. we have a, a we have something we're auctioning off. And there's a little bit of we a have something random we're auctioning off. Yes, there's a bit of a backstory so, to this. There, there is a bit of a backstory to this. So uh, a few months ago, God, that's been a couple of months now, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow, time. It's been uh, like you know, it's over two months. No, it's been yeah. about a month and a half. Okay. Well, don't, so, don't unroll it yet. Don't unroll it yet. Don't. Okay, all right. So, so about a month and a half ago, two months ago, yeah. somewhere in that range, um, Spike was invited to be a part of the um, – uh, shooting event with uh, the philosopher and philosopher, yeah. Jack and Jack Lloyd, yeah, and uh, yeah. I was at the event, and we um, we went shooting together up in Tarpon Springs, Tarpon area. I think yeah, we'll call it Tarpon, uh, up in Tarpon Springs, up in Pinellas County here, and uh, it, we had a great time. It was a really nice shooting range. We had a, we had a good amount of fun, um, and we shot a lot of targets one of these targets yeah so my wife helped choose targets and one of the ones she chose was called susan and susan is the late well don't don't do it yet 
Susan is a lady. I think it's called Help Susan. Possibly. Uh, Susan, um, Susan was being held captive by someone. They were holding a gun to her head. Or no, to her stomach or something. They were holding a gun to her. We'll all see together shortly. Doesn't really matter now. Um, she, uh, they held a gun and they were holding her hostage. And the point is to not hit Susan and to instead save Susan from her captor. And I told everyone this. We're going to save Susan. This is important. And so while I was shooting another target, I was saving us from, I believe, the clown with the grenades. Um, yes. The Another one of the attendees. Good guy. Big fan of mine. Good, well, you can good friend him. of mine. You can sh- Good friend and... Good friend of mine. Well, well so he just destroyed Susan. He murdered up. Susan. If you he look at Susan here, you can see nice grouping right yeah, into no, Susan's he, face. He 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 emptied his magazine into Susan. Yeah, he just emptied his mag right into Susan's head. From, and from about Spike yards, got yeah. vengeance. Yeah, I for avenged, Susan. I avenged Susan. I. I, yes, the gun is pointed at Susan's stomach. Yes. But uh, so Spike and I have both signed this. And as you can see, and this one says Susan is the power. Susan Spike was the power. Susan, Susan was the power. Susan was the power. Yeah, Susan was, was the power. It's hard to read on the screen here. It's very small. Um, but Susan was the power. And so both of us have signed this, and we will be auctioning this off uh, today. Yes, we're auctioning it off. So uh, for those of you who have not done the auction before, uh, the way that we do it is you just randomly put bids in the comments, and uh, we keep track of who the highest bid is throughout the show. And at the end of the show, we'll announce who the winner is. Um, well, Midwest guy says Susan runs the matriarchy. She she doesn't anymore. She doesn't run anything. Mm, she she doesn't do anything anymore. Susan has been a better place than well the firing range was for her. Um, <laughs> that was. She got taken hostage by a random guy whose name's not even on the thing, and then a vigilante who wanted to help the hostage taker. Yeah, uh, that was which, but but in a way, he didn't really help him either because the hostage take the hostage taker. Once he doesn't have the hostage alive anymore, then there's no reason to keep him alive. So really, this helped right. no one. <laughs> really, did not help anybody. There was just not so we will help. we will be auctioning off the hostage series Susan. Yeah, hostage series Susan. As you can see right here. Nope, other side. Hostage series Susan. Uh, Target that is autographed by the both of us today. Um, And you can have this lovely thing hanging above your bed. You can get it framed, hang it above your bed, and uh, you can... Every morning you can wake up. We have a, a bit of five dollars. Every morning $5. you can wake up and look at this and be reminded that if you are taken hostage, to make sure I'm there first. 
you don't want Joe there first. If, yeah, you don't want Joe there first. If you want, if someone says, "Hey, I'm a big fan of Spike," I can do not assume the best because at least one of no. them <laughs> will take out a hostage. At least one Very... of them is. Yeah, they just want to resolve <laughs> it quickly. Um, just get rid of the hostage. He saw speed way too many times as a child, and yeah. when Keanu was like. You shoot the hostage. He was like, oh, well, yeah, just shoot the hostage. Then you don't have to worry about hostage negotiations. Yeah. So if you'd like for there to be, like, if you want to make it home, just make sure it's me and not, like, a fan of mine. Shannon Schoenhart, I apologize if I just butchered your last name, Shannon, bid $50. She She also said LOL, so let's make sure that that's... Well, Joe I'm certain. Gualteri, Thierry bid $69. I'm just concerned if these are real bids. Um, if these are real bids, if you can confirm, please. Um, so, because <laughs> so right now it said $69 because I'm going right to go with 69 is a real bid. We're going to go with $69. Um, so while we uh, get clarification on these bids and, and, and possibly new ones, uh, we're going to go on to uh, to talk about some really non-controversial stuff. Uh, the, the three A's: uh, Afghanistan, abortion, and uh, and and a mood off Arbery. Um, so pretty much just all the things that aren't controversial. Um, and we're going to start that with the mud water mushroom coffee replacement cacao rapid fire segment brought to you by Mudwater, the most appropriately named sponsor that we could possibly have unless something actually wants to be called the muddied waters media product or whatever um mud water is a coffee alternative uh instead of drinking coffee you could instead delight your senses with masala chai cacao mushrooms turmeric sea salt cinnamon and literally nothing else and if you're nothing else that if you look at those ingredients and you think, wow, that's that would taste so, like that. That sounds awful. <laughs> yeah. No, if you would look at that and you go, wow, that seems like it would taste like those ingredients put together in like a you would in a, be in a, you in a, would be right. In a kind of a dirt form, then yeah, <laughs> that's literally what it is. And I say this as someone who takes this. It's very good. Uh it's good for you give you that and honestly if you put enough honey on anything it starts to just taste like honey and so if you want to have dirt that tastes like honey and it has one seventh of the caffeine of coffee just enough to get you like this actually i don't this isn't a good time because i'm pretty sunburnt and i had to I, I did a lot this weekend with these spike cohen spike cohen florida tour <laughs> But usually I'm more, I'm a little bit more chipper and, uh, and, but not so, not so worked up on caffeine that you end up like how I feel right now, but like every day to go to muddywatersmedia.com slash mud and join the mud water revolution today. It's a movement. Join the movement. Mud water. I was just going to let you flounder at the end. Um, <laughs> let me just keep going. So Joe, Joe Gutierrez, um, let us know if your bid was real. Uh, so that way we know where 
other people should bid. Um, and I'm pretty certain I just pronounced your last name correctly. Um, so let us know, Joe Gutierrez. Um, I think it's, it's Gualtieri. I think it's Gutierrez. Because the sheriff in our county is Bob Gutierrez, and he spells it exactly the same way. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Well, then maybe it's Gutierrez. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, in a leaked transcript of a phone call, this may sound familiar from a few years ago. It's different, I promise. Uh, in a leaked transcript of a phone call that took place between sundowning Joe Biden and Afghan President Ashraf Ghani on July 23rd, we actually have uh, this is breaking. We actually have the video of this. Um, it was released um, right before, right as we were going live. So Matt doesn't know yet, but we actually they released the video. Uh, it's an audio transcript. It's it's audio of it in video form. So here we're gonna here we're gonna go with that uh, real quick. Oh, I love it. The no way. And I had a nurse at at uh, nurses at uh, Walter Reed Hospital who would bend down and whisper in oh, my no. ear wow. and go home and get me oh, pillows. They would make sure they'd actually probably nothing ever taught in, uh, you can't do it in the COVID time, but they'd actually breathe in my nostrils to make me move, to get, oh, get no. me moving. Okay. So here's the leaked transcript. So um, it, it shows that by... <laughs> was attempting to convince the former Afghan leader to change his story on what was going on in Afghanistan before the Taliban took over the country. Now, here are the excerpts. Um, and when I say this, this is basically the Biden's first, his introduction and everything he said before the Afghan leader said a word in these uh, calls. Um you know I am a moment late, but I mean it sincerely. Hey, look, I want to make clear that I am not a military man any more than you are. This is coming from the commander-in-chief <laughs> of these United States. I am not a military man any more than you are, but I have been meeting with our Pentagon folks and our national security people as you have with ours and yours. And as you know, and I need not tell you, the perception around the world and in parts of Afghanistan, I believe, is that things aren't going well in terms of the fight against the Taliban. No. They're right. And there's a need, whether it is true or not, there is a need to project a different picture. This so sounds, he, this sounds he's, bad. So he's asking him to lie. Yeah. If you empower Defense Minister Bismillah Khan Mohammed Mohammadi uh, to execute a strategy focused on key parts of the population centers, and I'm not a military guy, so I'm not telling you what that plan should precisely look like, you're not only going to get more help, but you're going to get a perception that is going to change in terms of how um, our Unclear. allies and unclear unclear he said something. That people who do this for a living couldn't figure out what he said. <laughs> couldn't figure out what he said. Our allies and folks here in the States and other places think you're doing. You clearly have the best military. Oh, yeah. <laughs> clearly. You have 300,000. <laughs> clearly. You have 300,000 well-armed forces versus 70 to 80,000, and they're no, clearly no. capable of fighting well. 
Again, Mm -hmm. clearly, we will continue to provide close air support if we know what the plan is and what we are doing and all the way through the end of August and who knows what after that. So if you read this, after that, if you read this, it says we need to change the perception. We don't care if it's true. And if you put Bismala in charge, you will continue to get support from us from here until we don't know in the future, which sounds to me a lot like a quid pro quo, which Trump got impeached on. And again, not Trump fans here, not Trump fans. But when asked about this, Jen Psaki said, I'm not going to get into private diplomatic conversations or leaked transcripts of phone calls. However, in 2019, when Donald Trump's conversations with uh, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky leaked, she tweeted, it's not just the call transcript. The whistleblower complaint would likely have more details. We need both. Where is the difference now? The difference is that this one is national security issue because this is the use of the military. Um, so here's there's another part of this. If we go back to the link phone call here, at the end it says, uh, we will continue to provide close air support if we know what the plan is and what we are doing and all the way through the end of August and who knows what after that. But before that, he says, yeah, everyone thinks that this isn't going well, that the Afghan National Army isn't doing a good job, and we need to change that. It sounds like what he's saying is, and of course now we know what ended up happening, but it sounds like what he's saying is, if you make this look like you're winning, we'll stick around more. Which means that when he has... We now know he decided not to stick around and just to leave and even to leave a bunch of equipment there and everything and even to leave a bunch of Americans there, not to mention tens of thousands of Afghan uh, ally civilians there. Um, It sounds like what happened after this was that the Afghan government was like, no, we're not going to do that. And that he was like, all right, well, then we're just leaving, which I actually don't disagree with that decision. (laughs) But uh but it, it uh, or at least the decision, it, I don't I don't disagree with the decision to leave, but I, I think it sounds like the reason he left was because the Afghan government didn't agree to make it look like they were winning. Right. And like to what yes, I agree. I And I agree with the decision to leave. I don't agree with him going, OK, we're going to pull 90 percent of the military and leave everybody else. Yeah. And well, and scapegoat the civil the Americans that were stuck there. You know, you had Mayorkas. Yeah saying, well, you know, they've known for months. They're embassy workers. They're literally doing the work that you have hired them to do. They're desperately trying to do as much as they can, and they find out you're leaving. And then you're like, oh, yeah, well, you know, we're out of here. It's – what a mess. Um, Yeah, no, they're – I don't – I'm failing to see if what – if Trump's quid pro quo – was or or you know uh, alleged quid pro quo was enough to get him impeached this was a quid pro quo that involved the u.s military sticking around right and past deadlines that were promised and stated 
Yeah. Because he said through the end of August and we will see after that, or who knows after that, I don't remember the exact term, but um, he said it could possibly go on past the end of August, which granted September 11th, when he promised to be out is past the end of August. But I don't think he just meant for the next 11 days. Yeah. Who knows past that doesn't mean 11 days. <laughs> right. So speaking no. of, um, no, oh, go, no, go ahead. No, just yeah, nothing. It... So, you know, speaking of corrupt government agents and, uh, and functionaries that are causing damage in order to help their allies, uh, the FDA, uh, which is basically owned by uh, Big Tobacco, uh, the FDA will have to decide which e-cig and vaping products will be allowed to be sold in the U.S. On, Has anybody on, who watches... By September, not by, by Thursday. By Thursday, yep. And anybody who watches this show probably understands my outrage. Um, whether or not the FDA will be able to reach this deadline is uncertain because hundreds of thousands of applications have come in. And they are probably not going to be able to get through all of them. Um, many of the companies who have already been denied uh, been de denied permission to sell uh, their product here in the United States have stated they're going to be switching to a synthetic version of nicotine and one that does, that isn't derived from tobacco in order to avoid regulation on tobacco from the agency. That's definitely going to be more healthy. Yeah. So very excited about that possibility of yeah. inhaling that. Um, <clears throat> and other companies are just going to shutter and the absence of vaping in the market is going to drive thousands, if not more, um, back to smoking, which is not under the purview of the FDA regulations enacted in 2009 because they had been grandfathered in as yep. being sold in the United States before 2007. Yeah, somebody it's, said K2 of vapes. Yes, it's the K2 of vapes. Uh, yes. Or, yep. yeah, the, the spice of vapes. Um, spice. Yeah, pretty much. And, and, you know, we talk about reducing the cost of health care. The effects of smoking, the, the two, two of the biggest drivers of health care costs are smoking and obesity. And... It is absurd that here you have something that is immeasurably safer than smoking. There have been how many confirmed deaths from vaping and they were all due to uh, uh, black market cartridges that were the wrong concentrations and stuff like that. I mean, it's been oh, yeah, the, vi the vitamin C thing or whatever where yeah, yeah, yeah. they were There's coming like, from China. Yeah, there were like seven of them or something like yeah. A, a small and it's not obviously not discounting the importance of any death but millions of people around the world die from smoking every year and many more wait till their day of death and suffer through you know emphysema and, and cancer and and all sorts of other health problems as a direct dental problems and and all sorts of other problems related to smoking and it's just it is insane that they that they they go. You know what the problem here is? Vaping the most vaping. one of the most effective, probably the most effective way to get people off of smoking. It, it's yeah, just and insane. 
So I know, I, and I understand that their biggest issue is that they saw that miners were just picking up vaping and so many miners were vaping. Well, I remember high school. Yeah. Yep. You know, when I started smoking um, and dipping and using every tobacco product that there was and there was like, eh, they were just like, yeah, whatever. And then uh, now it's now, now, and now they're like, okay, well, we have to stop this vaping pandemic that we have because, uh, because of the amount of underage people who are vaping. And they're doing that because of the flavors and the blah, 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 and the blah, blah, blah. So you have companies like Juul, who instead of having a wide array of flavors, cut it down to tobacco and menthol. And then they banned menthol, uh, everything. Uh, so now they just have tobacco flavored Juul pods. Um, and when I smoked <laughs> as a minor, which was almost all of the time that I smoked, as soon as I turned like, I think, I think it was when I turned like 19. So it was like about a year of it being legal for me to smoke. Having started smoking at 13, it wasn't cool anymore. There wasn't any, you know, like, oh, I can't do this. It's this forbidden thing that I shouldn't do. Now it's just this thing that I do and it makes my breath smell bad. And I, you know, I cough up blood occasionally and I like it was it was stupid and I stopped it because it was dumb. And if it had been flavored, I would have been, oh, that I would have been like, oh, that's kind of back then I would have thought, well, that's kind of girly. I want the the tough guy cigarettes. And I don't think they understand teenagers at all, actually. Yeah, I don't think that they do understand. Like and I and I know that like a lot of uh, miners were getting their hands on these vaping systems. And I don't think that the response should have been, okay, we'll ban it should not have been banned it uh it should have been shame campaigns on the comp on the on the grocery stores and the gas stations that were selling them to miners right, right. um you know uh why why get rid of it for people who can do it legally <laughs> because some kids did it um and if they get rid of vaping if they ban any of the products that I use and I have to find new products or they just get rid of vaping altogether in the United States, I am not going to be a happy person for like a month. I will be a very angry person. Until you find it illegally like that. That's the stupid thing. about Right. Yeah. And I know people that make the stuff. So like I could get it from them. It, this whole thing is so dumb. Like, Everyone knows that when you ban something, it just creates a black market for it. So it's, right. it's basically the government's going, there's the possibility that this might not be safe. So we're going to, going to ensure that it is as unsafe as possible by driving it into the, into the black market where there can't be any kind of scrutiny of it, where people can't you know, compare and contrast online you know, the, the quality of different things, where there can't be testing standards uh, that people set. Because it's all illegal and you'll go to jail if you do it. It's just right. so stupid. It's so, it is so stupid. It is just dumb. And, uh, right. you know, just to put in perspective the kind of people, the kind of politicians uh, who are behind these kinds of decisions, uh, we just saw in, uh, for those who remember from last year, 
the uh, 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 I think it's and I think it's Amud. I think that's how his name is said. Amud Arbery case. I, I thought it was Ahmad, but it's Amud, I believe. Arbery case back in Georgia uh, on Thursday. A grand jury indicted Jackie Johnson, who was the DA who presided over that case. Yes. Um, she has been charged with violating her oath of office, which is a felony, and hindering a law enforcement officer, which is a misdemeanor. This is sort of unprecedented at this point. Yeah. There I might mean, be fan- an example of this, but I don't know uh, of this having happened but- before, but I've, I don't know of it. I don't know of it. Right. Um, So these charges stem from Jackie allegedly using her power to protect the men accused of murdering Ahmad. How how did you say Ahmad? I I think it's Ahmad. I believe it's Ahmad. Okay. I thought it was Ahmad. Uh, Ahmad, I'll I'll say Ahmad uh, of murdering Ahmad. Now, if you don't remember this, we reported on it here. Um, If you go back and watch that episode. We won't get any money because we were demonetized for showing this video. Um, but a mood Arbery was, he went into a new, con- or into a house that was being constructed. I don't know if it was a new construction or a teardown or whatever, but he went in and just kind of walked around. He had been running around in the neighborhood. Uh, then two guys and one other that was filming this entire thing uh, followed him as he ran out and he was continuing his jog and they followed him and they told him to stop. He was like, I don't have to stop. Why would I have to stop for you? And he kept going. And then they jumped out of the trucks, pulled up in front of him, jumped out of the truck. One of them tried to grab him. He hit the guy and which I believe anybody should. Um, And somebody else, the son, I believe that was in the back seat, uh, shot him or in the bed of the truck, not the back seat, uh, shot him. And somebody was filming this entire thing. And then it got leaked out onto the internet. Um, and they were protected because, uh, as the indictment alleged, alleges uh jackie showed favor and affection to greg mcmichael during the investigation and that she failed to treat Amud arbery and his family with dignity um when she recommended the case be taken over by waycross judicial circuit district attorney george e barnhill neglecting to disclose that she had previously sought the assistance of da barnhill on the case because she used to work with the defendant. Yep. She also obstructed police by directing that Travis McMichael should not be placed under arrest because he worked directly for Jackie Johnson. It was interesting when this ha- when this came out. Obviously, there was the racial angle. The, the you know a young black man was killed by you know a bunch of white people who were literally waiting for him in the middle of the road and gunned him down with uh, with shotguns and. What was interesting was that because people didn't realize that this were that these were uh, a, a retired cop and and the retired cop actually two retired cops and the retired one of the retired cops' sons, um, they were like, "This is the problem with private ownership of weapons." And I was like, "No, this is the problem with the thin, thin blue line." You know, even after they're retired, they get to kill right. people and get have it covered up for them. This is good news. This is the kind of stuff. If there is to be a government. And I am, uh, as many know, an anarchist. Uh, what is that? 
about 46 minutes in. Um, I uh, that ran that ran for the, the second highest office in the land. 47 minutes in. Um, the, uh, the, uh, if there is to be a government, I want them to mostly just be breaking each other's balls and giving each other a hard time when they, when any of them infringe on our lives, rights, and property. That's the only government I want to see. So when I see, you know, this level of government arresting someone at this level of government for, you know, basically covering for murderers, then I'm good with that. That's perfectly fine. I have no problem with that. I think it's good. I hope to see more stuff like this. Um, And I hope that by introducing laws like uh, felony uh, duty to intervene, meaning that police officers, if they see a fellow officer, uh, and not just police officers, if anyone in government uh, sees someone in government, another police officer, uh, a, a prosecutor, a politician, a government agent, whatever, CPS worker, sees them infringing on someone's lives uh, or rights or property or uh, breaking the law, and they don't intervene the same way they would if a civilian were doing that, they are now an accessory to that crime. Um, That would make more of this happen. A lot more of this happen. Yes. Um, But yes, again, this is good news. This is to the best of our knowledge, unprecedented news. Uh, you don't hear about the DAs who have been protecting cops uh, getting indicted for protecting cops. And the fact that this is happening is fantastic because hopefully, hopefully, uh, this was in Georgia, correct? I believe this was in Georgia. Yeah, it was in Georgia. Yeah. Okay. So hopefully other DAs in Georgia will now look at this and go, well, I can't protect cops anymore for doing bad stuff that they deserve to be punished for. Because if I do, I could possibly be sent to prison. And I am not going to say that a DA would fare worse than a cop in prison, but I'm definitely not going to say that they would do better. A DA, especially a DA who's in there for covering for murdering cop for for murderous cops, they're gonna have a rough time. They're gonna have or, a rough time, or they're gonna be in isolation for the rest of their life to protect them from that rough time. Which means they're gonna just be stuck there by themselves with just them and their thoughts about what that was like, what they did for a very very long time, and they will serve every day that they remain in there as a great deterrent to other DAs who are thinking of doing a solid for one of their fellow uh, thin blue line officers there. Um, So again, often libertarians, when we see stuff like this, some libertarians will be like, well, but this is government getting involved and you got a higher level of government stopping someone at the lower level of government. And don't we support localization? Yeah, we support localization of decision making. At any point when someone in government at any level infringes on someone's lives, rights, or property, anyone who can stop them from doing so, good. So whether it's someone at the city level nullifying something at the state level or something at the state level nullifying something at the federal level or someone at the federal or state level stopping someone at a lower level from doing something like this or punishing them for doing it, those are all good things. We should support those things. Um, yes. And uh, so that 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 is a now, a very, very good thing what that happened. 
real, real quick to the comments, John Morrissey, uh, who, for anybody who doesn't know, John Morrissey is one of the owners of Defy the Power, who make the fantastic tumblers that we will auction off uh, from time to time. And we may have something coming soon for anybody who might want to pay for it in the future. Um, But uh, John Morrissey says, if I remember correctly, there was some pressure to make it a hate crime and they, the government, resisted. Uh, So the men who murdered um, Ahmad, according to somebody in the comments, Ahmad, and I apologize to his family if any of them ever see this. We are sorry if we don't pronounce his name correctly. Um, But... Uh, the men who murdered him uh, got charged with hate crimes federally. They got federal hate crime charges. So they are also dealing with that on top of this. Um, so if the government resisted, they caved on it eventually. I'm fine with government officials being charged with hate crimes because that's kind of what their job is. So if they right. are now being charged for it, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I am good – I like the idea of weaponizing government against government. Like they're going to have to use it against someone. Let them use it against government. And then if if so, if you have you know people at the the federal and state level, you know, cracking down on the cities, and then the cities in a knee jerk reaction start resisting stuff from the state and federal. This is all good. Like we want governments that the the point of the only governments that you're going to have that in any way are respecting your life and your rights, your property, your autonomy. It's only going to happen if they're distracted by fighting each other constantly. So this is good. Um, and yeah, like Joshua McCoe says, the U.S. government is a hate org. That's accurate. Um, yes. The um, uh, uh, I Am Arizona says, pair this with recent success in the fight against qualified immunity. Police reform activism works. We're seeing some there, – there has been a shift. We've crossed a Rubicon. And, and I don't think, you know, it's we're going to have, you know um, – great policing in the future we're gonna like i I don't think we're immediately going to see um a a total sea change in how policing is done or anything like that but i I do think that we're starting to work our way towards that um robert selden says hate crime lies have always bothered me but i'm unbothered by government officials being charged with exactly like literally any like it's like uh if, if i hear about a government official being charged with um you know like tax evasion or something that's fine you know, I don't believe in taxes and I don't or I don't believe that taxes should exist. And I don't think anyone who is subject to taxes should be punished for not paying them unless they're a politician. I'm fine with that. That's that's perfect totally fine with it. because they're yep. the ones who voted for it. And yeah, no, that's good. Um, so anyway, go ahead. In the most ill time thing I'm going to do all night, if you want to get this target filled with bullet holes, um, the bid is currently $50. Named Susan. Named Susan. Susan. Named the bid is currently $50. Bid is currently $50. Um, $50. Uh, feel free to uh, bid on this if you would like it. Um, Uh, so you could have this hanging over your bed or in your, in your bathroom, you could frame it and put it in the bathroom. So every time that you go to the bathroom, you could take a look at poor Susan and remember that one of Spike's biggest fans shot Susan in the face like 20 times. 
Yeah. Emptied that clip right into Empty, Susan's face. Emptied the magazine directly into Sco- Susan's head in a very, a pretty impressive grouping. Cause he, I, I believe it was, he yeah. also, I believe he also rapid fired. So <laughs> I think he did. It was, it's on it video impressive. somewhere. I think. Yeah, no, it was impressive. Um, you know, Susan could have had a better life, but Susan could have had a better life, but somebody decided no to shoot Susans. the. Hashtag no more Susans. No more Susans. Not one more Susan. Never, never again for Susan. Well, certainly it's never going to happen to Susan again. I can tell you that. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, if you want to um, bid on this, the, the the current high bid is fifty dollars. Um, fifty bucks. And speaking. So if Susan was real, then her survivors could actually sue Joe for killing her. And if they wanted to do that, because this was in Florida, they could hire personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, who is the greatest personal injury attorney in the history of the state of Florida, in my opinion. And... Not Mine only too. is he, uh, not only will he get you gigantic bags of cash anytime you are injured personally in the state of Florida, but he also is our original sponsor and the sponsor of the personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, Anchor Call-In Moment, where you can call in to anchor.fm slash Muddy Waters. You can go there and you can press the leave a message button and you can leave us messages that we will play right here every Tuesday on the personal injury attorney chris reynolds attorney at law anchor call in moment and uh you can also when you go there go to anchor.fm slash muddy waters uh you can also donate by pressing the donate button and uh now you don't have to donate in order to leave a message or for us to play it here and answer it here at the personal injury attorney chris reynolds attorney at law anchor call in moment but if you do give us money, we will like you more. It's true. So here is our first question from Eric Brunhammer. Oh, I got it. Hold on. I got to do the thing. There is an A. There we go. Let me just restart that. Restart it. From Eric Brunhammer. All right, I'm going to try to be quick because I'm recording this in my bathroom. But would we agree that as libertarians that everybody that is in a a voted-in position should be limited to two four-term terms, four-year terms, just like the president? Okay, so I think he's asking if we would agree to term limits for people on the LNC. Can we... I also hear you in the background. Everybody that is in a a voted in position should be limited to two four term terms, four year terms, just like the president. Yeah, it's yeah, like I he's think, saying in the Libertarian Party. Yeah, I think he's talking about in the Libertarian like okay. I think he's talking about for the LNC or for your state Chair parties or, or whatever. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Right. No. No. Uh, while I do think that certain things run their course, um, 
that is up to the voters to decide and that they should not be bound by the uh, if you have a good leader, you want that person in there to continue to lead. And if the people see that person as a good leader, they should be can be able to continue to lead. I understand that many times you get a situation where somebody is a terrible leader, just a god awful leader, just an untrustworthy leader. And the person that is up against them might be part of a group that a lot of people don't like. So they end up voting for the terrible leader instead of the person that's part of a group that a lot of people don't like. And I understand that that happens in the libertarian Sometimes. party. Sometimes. I get it. I understand that this happens. Um, but Again, if you want somebody better to run, you need to find somebody better to run. Uh, there have been multiple times that I've thought that I knew who would be a great leader for the Libertarian Party. And that person or those people intelligently went, I don't want to do that. <laughs> and I got it. I absolutely understood that. Um, so... <laughs> So I get it. Like, but no, I do think that the people should be able to choose whether or not uh, they continue to vote somebody in. I don't think it should yeah. be term limited. I don't think people in Congress should be term limited. Um, well, and here, here's because the thing. because oh, of this ahead. reason. Yeah. I, so here's my thing with term limits for within the party. First of all. We've never had a chair that served eight years. Um, I think six is the longest, isn't it? Six is the longest. Nick Sarwark yeah. has the record for the longest serving. Most of them served two years. Some of them served four years. Um, so having two four-year terms, they're already doing less than that. I, there may be some LNC members or some like, uh, well, the other positions like executive director and, and the the director positions, they're hired positions. They're paid by contract. Um, I don't know that there's been a secretary that served, you know, eight years or, or anything like I that. Don't think so, so from there, from that standpoint, that's not really needed. Um, and like Matt said, pick someone better. I pick somebody okay, better. I'm okay with term limits in Congress or for elected office because when they get in, now they can use the power of incumbency and things like that. Um, but even then, I, I think it's better, instead of focusing on term limits, which incidentally, I mean, good luck getting that passed, because that requires constitutional amendments. You're, you're basically asking the politicians who would suffer under no longer being able to just stay in office forever, voting whether or not they could just stay in office forever. Um, so good right. luck. And, and like two thirds of them would have to vote for it. So good luck on that. Either Whereas, that or you would need two thirds of the governors who. Because if you get two, isn't it two thirds of the governors would have to vote on it? Oh, no. And if they did of the three fifths of the state legislators, three, legislatures would have to vote on it. To You're saying for a constitutional convention, convention of states. Right. Yeah, three fifths right. of, of the so three fifths of state legislatures filled with people who eventually want to go to Congress. Uh, you know, also good fair. Luck. Good luck, as opposed to looking at why they stay in office for the in the first place, and it ain't for the salary. 
It's for right. the 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 ability to be able to take your money and give it away to the cronies who put them in office and enrich themselves long term in the process. One of the few things that Donald Trump said that made me cry tears of joy was when he would talk about how, you know, specific politicians who, you know, when they went into office, they were, you know, they were middle class and now they've been in office for, you know, 20 years and now they're worth 50 million dollars and it's like look at what their salary is that don't add up to being worth 50 million dollars what happened or 100 million dollars or whatever it is what happened and he's right that's that's why they stay in so if we're able to to yep. chip away at the gravy train that they've built i think that's more powerful than trying than hoping that they vote to stop themselves from being able to stay in office and do that. And for, when it comes to the, if he, if the question from Eric was specifically for the LP, for the LNC, no, it's not needed. It's not needed. Now, many people in the comments, um, and I'm going to agree with these people. If there is one candidate that we could all vote on for no term limits, just lifetime appointment to whatever position this person wants. Um, I think that we can all get behind Susan. Yeah. Good old Susan yeah. as that person. You can I have agree. Susan. Oh, no, Susan's over here. You yeah, could have no, Susan. Guy. No, not this guy. You don't want this guy. You don't want the guy yeah. over here. You want Susan yeah. for the lifetime appointment to any position that she wants. Susan is Susan is the answer. Susan was the answer. Yeah. She also was the power. I'm with Susan. Also, James Ogle. He might be a good one, too. James Ogle and his 538 party system is a decent, decent runner-up. Decent runner-up. Um, decent so, runner-up. So here is the next. Are we only have two questions? So here, this one is from Noel, who is just being ramrodded by Facebook the past couple days. Um, here is his question: What's up, y'all? The Cajun Libertarian here, your favorite, absolute favorite, personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, anchor. Call a moment right now, Matt. You're an amazing human being. And I look up to you so much. You have no idea. You're incredible, super intelligent, and I love everything that you have to say. Thank you for being who you are. Spike, you are an absolutely incredible leader. And I look forward to learning from you more and more every day. You deserve every bit of spotlight that you have attained and will in the future. I'm super proud to follow and learn from both of y'all. Thank you so much. I had a show the other night talking about big tech taking orders from the federal government, straight from the White House, being pressured from the White House and the Biden administration. How can we at this point now consider them a private entity? Thank you so much. Love y'all both. Okay, so this is a very personal question for Cajun. Because he has now been kicked off of Facebook like eight times i don't know what he what they think he did but I don't, my god they went in I mean, elbow deep with no glove just with no just started twisting all the way just started twisting opened the hand did this number <laughs> there's some really i don't know yeah, what they they're are. doing so 
for years. When I was kicked off of Facebook oh, last yeah. year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. When I was kicked off of Facebook last year, we were still saying Facebook is a private company. Yep. And they have a right to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't happy about it. But it's their platform. If they don't want me on it, fine. Um, they they don't have to have me on it. Um, they didn't need to have that profile on it. Um, but since then, with the fact that you've had Jen Pasaki saying things like, you know, we've given them a list of people that they might want to get rid of. And oddly enough, those people have been gotten rid of. Uh, that sort of takes away from them being a private company as opposed to an arm of the government. <laughs> they technically are a private company. They are taking their lead from the government. Um, this is a, this is actually a really tough question because yes, I, they still are a private company. Are they yeah. are they taking their marching orders from Biden and the Biden administration? Sounds like it. Seems like it. Mm-hmm. And if they are, I would consider them no longer a private company, but an arm of the administration. So if they actually are acting as an arm of the administration, I would say, no, they cannot actually kick you off. Yeah. So here's the thing. Um, you're in, And Matt's 100% correct. What it comes down to is it's a very simple thing that it comes down to. This is what corporatism looks like. So asking a question like, are they a private company? Sure. What does that actually mean? Like what, to what extent does that actually change anything? Because, okay, are they a private company? Yeah, they are. They are a private company. Are they taking or at least to the extent that they are a company that is formed as a for-profit that has shareholders and that has an owner and that the government doesn't directly run. Is it a private company? Yeah. There is no, in a corporatist system, system, which incidentally, corporatism is the economic plank of fascism. So in a fascist corporatist system, which is what we have, in a corporatist system, there is no such thing as a fully private company. There's no such thing as fully private property. There's literally what the government allows you to have with whatever license or fee or tax that you are required to pay in order for them to allow you to have it under the direction and regulation by which they allow you to own or operate whatever the thing is. So to whatever extent you are being taxed, regulated, um, banned, and so forth, you are that much less private, quote unquote. So it also is less of a of a conversation to have because often when people say, well, it's not really a private company, ends up then becoming a conversation of, well, if it's not a private company, then that means they have to respect my rights uh, because right. now they're a part of government. Well, here's the problem with that. Or what? Well, actually not just or what, but who's going to tell them that? The government. Well, it's the government that's telling them to shit all over you. So what are we doing here? I think it's 
rather than having the discussion about are they a private company or not, I think the discussion needs to be more about why is the government involved in social media? Like why, why, what does this have to do with the government? Let the, these companies decide what their terms and conditions and criteria are for who they allow on and what they allow to be said. And more than likely, they'll still have some restrictions. Although prior to the Atlantic Council, back in like 20, 2014 and 2015, you had literal Nazis on Twitter just saying whatever the hell they wanted. And that wasn't good. I mean, t- Nazis aren't good. But what was good was knowing that not you know Nazis are able to be there, tankies are able to be there, any extremism is able to be on there, which means that anyone can say whatever they want on there. I'd rather have that yes. and just block every Nazi I come across and encourage everyone else to do the same than have what we have now, which is where you get knocked down and, you know, either banned or shadow banned or, you know, knocked down on the algorithm or punished in some other way or fact checked to oblivion for putting up stuff that usually ends up being proven correct later. Um, I was going to say, you're talking about our page right now, aren't you? Yeah, 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 literally. And and so we just um, so that I think needs to be the, the discussion more so than like, you know, is it a private company? There is no such thing as a fully private company, certainly not in the, you know, the the uh, classical liberal or, or anarcho-capitalist or even radical minarchist sense, uh, libertarian sense of what is private. Private means you own it, you can do what you want with it as long as you don't hurt anyone else. You own it fully, no one else claims anything over it, it can't be taken from you uh, unjustly. We don't have that, there is no, I don't privately own this phone to that extent you know the the government has made me pay taxes on it the government regulates how this can be used and if at any point they decide that this is being used in the commission of a crime they'll come and just take it from me possibly without even a trial do i own this in any real way not really not 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 if they can take it from me at any moment if they decide to and then i have to fight to have my right to get it back so if i can't own this and if you can't own your house or your car outright in any real way then you know how the hell are you going to own a multi-billion dollar company right and dave davis on youtube says libertarian and conservatives are fact-checked which is true yes that happens a lot uh there was that meme that was going around that that infograph that was going around about all the stuff that was left in afghanistan and they rated it partly false or mostly false because that was the count of everything that had been left there from the beginning of uh the war in afghanistan uh and they rated it partly false or mostly false because uh we didn't know how much of this stuff still worked we don't know how many of the uh machine uh, they called them assault assault weapons or assault rifles um but we don't know how many of the machine guns or the m16s or whatever uh still worked from the beginning of the time we were there so we can't really say that that's the actual number so that is the reason it was called partly or mostly false um then you have Rolling Stone and uh, the, 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 the Rachel Maddow putting out things on Ivermectin, calling it the horse dewormer and putting out an article or putting out a piece about a doctor who um, 
was talking about beds being full with people on ivermectin overdoses. And it turned out that entire story was complete ivermectin shit. And they, no, nobody has fact-checked that. I see it come up still apple flavored ivermectin. Like you see the picture and you still know fact check underneath it, even though it has been proven to be demonstratively yeah. false. Thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly debunked by, uh, uh, by the hospital. Thor- that thorough was, Bradley. That was wow. Are we yeah. just, we're going, we're going with that. We're- so uh, it's a, I can't make that work. Um, the, the, uh, the, the hospital that these, that this was supposedly happening at said, no, there's been no cases of anyone coming here with overdoses of ivermectin or, or needing treatment because of ivermectin. And also there's been no one turned away who's uh, dealing with, uh, gunshot wounds or whatever. Like it was like, and it was a satire. It looked like satire. When I first saw it, I'm like, this is satire. And then it turned out, no, what right. is satire? It was just a cell no, phone. It was... Yeah. It's just, a yeah. It, it, it was premiered on Rachel Maddow and then Rolling Stone picked it up. Yeah. And Rolling yeah, Stone. And then, yeah. And then they, they, they fact checked the pictures of how the Kabul landing was like, wasn't like the Saigon landing. And they said, well, the helicopter landed in the courtyard instead of on the roof. Cause that was the part that mattered. Right. Yes. Right. Not Cause that, that was, that was the difference maker. Not that 50 years removed from each other. You had a Chinook helicopter landing in an embassy to frantically remove people. That wasn't the part that was important. It was where it landed on the building. It's just, it's just it, incredible. It completely. This was completely different, completely different. Yeah. yeah. Completely different. Completely different. So this is all incidentally, Ivermectin. I, I I'd like to just put out a disclaimer. I don't know. And I don't think Matt claims to know whether or not this works for COVID or not. No I clue. Don't, I don't know. I, no clue I just know. I just know that the story, I believe it's the Sequoia hospital. I believe is what it is. I'm not, yeah. I'm not even hundred yeah, percent sure on like that. that. Yeah. But I just know that the story about the hospital being filled up with people uh, that were overdosing on ivermectin and people with serious injuries or diseases couldn't come in because of this yeah. was crap. Was total That's lie what I know. Is 0% true. Also, this entire propaganda thing of call, of referring to ivermectin as horse dewormer, ivermectin is used as an antiparasitic for humans in multiple applications. In fact, the people who first discovered it got a Nobel Prize, uh, Nobel Prize for Medicine in 2015 for discovering and implementing it as a drug yep. for humans. It is saving the lives of countless Americans, across, uh, countless people across the country, uh, planet for various parasites. Does it work for COVID? I have no idea. I don't know. But in the same way that, remember when with hydroxychloroquine, which again, I don't know if that works for COVID either. They kept referring to it as uh, as a fish tank cleaner because that could also be used as fit, a, a chloroquine could be used as fish tank cleaner. No, hydroxychloroquine is used for lupus and malaria and a ton of other uh, diseases as well. And ivermectin works as a anti-parasitic. And yes, there is a version of ivermectin that's used for horses. It's sold for horses, there's also human ivermectin, and there have been doctors that have been using ivermectin with their patients, and they're claiming that it works for COVID. I don't know if it does. 
Okay, you'll have to ask them. I don't know. Look at the studies yeah. on that. Hopefully, not, they not do a some. doctor. Yeah, not a doctor. Don't but, know. Haven't looked at the, any of the retrospective work. My, don't, don't have an opinion. Much, on much like with a, a hydroxy, hydroxychloroquine, uh, you had that woman. You had that woman that uh, said, "I took hydroxy. I took fish cleaner because Donald Trump told me to, and gave it to my husband, and her husband died, and then it turned out that she murdered him." and blamed it on the president and uh like i you are gonna see this with ivermectin like i would almost guarantee you're gonna see a death from ivermectin and the woman is gonna say no it's because i read about it on the internet from insert somebody who was pushing it that's on the right um and it's gonna turn out to be another murder um yep, yep. yes yeah it's gonna turn out to be another murder and that's yeah it's gonna be but a murder. No we'll remember that part they'll remember the yeah the the person that died from it yeah a the good old-fashioned murder and, yeah and 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 someone who says oh well you know this you know candace owens said and i don't know if candace owens has said it but whoever what whatever yeah, right-wing commentator said that ivermectin worked and that's why they did it. And everyone's like, oh, that person's but, terrible. And it turns out, no, that was a murder. They murdered them with her. La- Larry with Elder. <laughs> yeah, Larry Elder. Larry Elder, who next week has the uh, recall election. Yeah, Larry Elder. Next Tuesday. Yeah, J- Joe Rogan. Uh, Joe Rogan came down with COVID. He said he took the ivermectin series. And three days later, he didn't have COVID anymore. Um, I don't know if that's true. I'm not saying that Joe Rogan's a liar. I'm just saying Joe Rogan tested positive for COVID. He said that he took the ivermectin treatment. Three days later, he tested negative. Could be true. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not going to say either way because I don't know Joe. Not yet. Yeah, I haven't met him. He voted for me. But I haven't met him. Um, and. Uh, yeah, and, and uh, Joe uh, Joe also got monoclonal antibodies, which it's interesting that I was waiting for them to blast people for suggesting that, but it seems like they've embraced that, that they've said, yeah, that, that does work and that's safe or whatever. Um, but I was waiting for them to be like, no, monoclonal antibodies are bad. You got to just get the shot and put on a mask and stay away from everyone and stay inside, not go to school. Um, I did. I, 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 I was surprised by that. I'm going to assume that there's a big pharma company that's making a lot of money on on uh, on monoclonal antibodies. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it, the whole thing is a is a mess. So now we get to talk about something a little less controversial than ivermectin and social media. Oh, by the way, uh, Arizona, I am Arizona in the comments said, is there a way to fight back against this without empowering the state? And I think the answer is pretty intuitive. We need to demonstrate the fact that it's the state doing this. Social media yeah. minus the state is everything we came to love about social media. Social media plus the state is this, you know, increasing nightmare scenario where we're fact-checked for telling things that are true, that they don't like and aren't convenient to their narrative, and we get, you know, banned for no reason. Like, that's all because of government. So this is just another example to go around and, and say, look, here's another example of government sucking at everything they do. And yes, if Susan were wearing a mask, you know, she was more than six feet. She was well within six feet of that guy. She was in, yeah, she was not social distancing and not wearing a mask. And had, had she been wearing a mask, 
she totally would have been protected because obviously it was the COVID and not the 20 bullets right into the middle of her face and that got Susan. Yeah. yeah, no, she died. She They tested her and she had COVID, so they called it a COVID death. Um, right, it was a COVID death. It was a COVID death. Co- yeah, COVID, COVID shot death. her in the face, was. Um, so anyway, I'm going to call Joe COVID from now on. What's that? I'm going to call Joe COVID from now on. COVID. Hey, COVID. How you doing? Um, so speaking of Susan, is 50 still our, our top bid for the, the 50 is still the top bid for Susan. If you want the Susan, uh, uh, target that has been murdered and also signed by me and Matt, um, then uh, right now the top bid is $50. If you beat that bid, then it's yours. And you can hang that over your bed so you can wake up every day and go, ah, what the hell is that? Oh, yeah, I bought that thing that time when I was watching that show. Um, so we're going to talk about something. We've been talking about some pretty controversial stuff. Afghanistan, the, the Amud Arbery case, the FDA, um, vaping, uh, gosh, social media censorship, you know, ivermectin, you know, it's all very, you know, COVID, these are all very controversial things. So we're going to talk about something a little bit less controversial, abortion. Yes. So last Wednesday, the Supreme Court, what the Supreme Court did not do, first and foremost, very important that you get this out of the way. They did not overrule, overrule Roe versus Wade, or did they make a decision on the scope of abortion nationwide? Yep. Abortion is still legal nationwide, depending on which state you're in, will depend on different factors of that. Um, that has not changed. <laughs> oh, good. A feel-good topic, finally. Matt Ferrero. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. What they did do was they refused to place an injunction on Texas's new abortion law. Yes. Now, we all know about the Texas law at this point. I'm pretty certain we have a very intelligent audience. Um, Oddly enough, just real quick, we have a very intelligent audience, but no but quite possibly the greatest concentration per capita is in Slovenia, where we are the number two political podcast in Slovenia. Yes. Killing killing it. it. We we are in the top 100 in all podcasts in Slovenia. In Slovenia. So America, get your shit together. Yeah, exactly. You are getting getting trounced by by Slovenia. Slovenia. Okay. Make Um, America Slovenia again. (laughs) So, so a few things about this law. Uh, it bans nearly all abortions that take place later than six weeks past the point of conception. The Gre- uh, Governor Greg Abbott is calling it the fetal heartbeat bill. Um, now, what it does is it lets most private citizens file lawsuits against providers of abortions if they think the provider broke the law. Meaning, if they think that a provider broke the law in giving somebody an abortion after six weeks, they can sue. Now, you might be thinking, hmm, so this is in order, like, if the, if the father doesn't agree with the abortion, he can sue the abortion clinic. Right. I understand. I understand your logic in that thought process. Mm, However, yeah. no, uh, if you lived yeah. in Texas 
and you think that the abortion provider did this, you can sue the abortion provider, even if you don't know anybody involved in that transaction. Mm-hmm. You can just sue. Biden said uh, it deputizes private citizens to bring lawsuits against anyone who they believe has helped another person get an abortion, even strangers with no connection to the individual. And that was actually the most accurate sentence that Joe Biden has said in the last 30, 40 years. Probably. Yeah. No, that's 100 percent correct. And it's not just abortion providers. It's anyone. It's if you got an Uber to go get your abortion or if someone thinks that you got an Uber to get your abortion, or if someone thinks that you asked someone to help put up a couple bones to help pay for it, like there, and it's anyone who thinks that you may have, or is willing to say that they think that you may have in court. Yep. So it's yep. Yeah. So what the law does not do. And it's interesting. Uh, the law does not give state officials the power to enforce the law. No. There is nothing in that law that allows the police, the sheriffs, uh, the state, the, any, any sort of policing entity in the state of Texas cannot enforce this law. It is 100% on the private citizen who wants to sue Planned Parenthood or any other organization that provides these things. Um, and to anybody who gives them a ride, um, apparently. Anything. Yeah. Anything. They, anything right, they that, can just, that, that private citizen decides is in some way providing material support to you in getting your abortion or just wants to take someone to court and give them a hard time for something. Right. Yes. So because of the way that this law is written, the 5-4 Supreme Court decision, which I'm certain you guys can guess where that 5-4 lay, lied, <laughs> lay, sat, um, deemed, <clears throat> deemed that injunctions are usually directed towards specific people or en- entities who enforce laws, which is true. Um since no government official has authority to enforce this law and there's no way to know who plans to enforce the law using the civil suit, they did not see a reason for an injunction. So now they've cultivated a situation where if no one is willing to enforce it, an injunction would be unnecessary and only forbid something no one was going to do. But if they had used a general injunction, meaning that nobody could do this, uh, it could be valuable from keeping other states from violating the Constitution in the future using the same method that Texas is using on abortion. So let's say that instead of banning something like abortions, a state decides to mandate vaccines with no exceptions. Yep. But the police aren't going to be the ones who are enforcing it. Instead, they're going to let every Haley, Kaylee, Maylee, Becky, Karen, Susan, Gertrude, Kevin, Kyle, Todd, or Tommy to sue you for not getting the Fauci-ouchie. Or 
not just sue you, sue anyone who they believe is responsible for providing you with material support in not getting the vaccine. That would be employers. That would be significant others. That would be uh, parents, you know, yeah, whoever. Doctor. That would be your doctor. That would be. Doctor, your, right. Yeah, be anyone. anyone. Be a lot of people. Elegance. Right. It wouldn't, it, it wouldn't be your Uber driver who didn't drive you. Who didn't forcibly drive you to yes. get your Fauci out? <laughs> um, Uber driver who took you to McDonald's instead of right, instead of to get him. your. Um, now, there's no evidence that anybody would actually sue you for something like this, or would file a lawsuit of this kind. So, this precedent would make a lasting impact. Yeah, if you think and about a state like, go no, go ahead. If you think about a state like New York or Illinois. And they were like, hey, we're going to ban handguns. We're going to ban all handguns. Um, But if somebody suspects you of having a handgun, they could sue you at like $10,000 a day that you own this weapon. Where's the difference in these two theories, in these two logic trains? And the government doesn't show up to enforce the law. They just show up to enforce the lawsuit. Now it's civil, you know, like civil asset forfeiture where they steal your property. And it's not they don't need to prove it in court because it's not a criminal thing. It's civil. You're being sued by the government. Incidentally, you may be thinking, well, this just says you can sue, but that's not you know, that just empowers people to sue. What's the problem here? This law incentivizes it by giving them $10,000 if their lawsuit turns out correct. So anyone who's watching this, who here has been involved in sales or marketing? So then, you know, if anyone's been in sales or marketing or just has common sense, the more people you try to reach out to, the more likely you are to get money because someone's bound to say yes. Well, applying that to this, if you just sue everybody, someone's bound to be guilty of this thing that you're suing them for. So if the government now shifts to making laws like this, where instead of them enforcing it, they rely on all your busybody neighbors or you to enforce it by incentivizing you with five grand, 10 grand, 50 grand, 100 grand, million, whatever, to sue everybody on the hope that one of them will be guilty and you'll get your payday. Now, all of a sudden, this creation of this culture they're trying to create of a bunch of hall monitors and petty tyrants makes sense. Because now they get to say, well, it's not us enforcing it. It's you, the people that are enforcing it. That's mm-hmm. now all this see something, say something nonsense starts to make sense. It's kind of smart what they're doing. It is. It's, it's brilliant what they're doing. It's, it's brilliant in a terrible way. They're, in an awful, awful way. Yeah. They are literally figuring out how to tell you, you, you too can be a part of of the police to prison complex. And you too could, you know, in the same way that, you know, you, so you wouldn't even be part of the police to prison kind. Like you wouldn't be police to prison. You would be, you would be profiting 
off of selling people out. Like right. these people aren't going to go to jail. They're just going to be financially trapped for life. Right. And, and well, but here's the thing, depending on how the, the, the rules are written. Well, once you reach a certain point of owing the government money, if you're unable to pay, now you go to jail. But this and isn't often, the government that you're, this isn't the government yeah, yeah. you're paying. It's somebody, no, no, it's, it's, not, it's random citizen. Right. And that's exactly. And, and, but what happens failure to pay eventually you can go to jail failure to pay. yeah okay yeah, 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 yeah. there are people that aren't in that are in jail right now because they don't pay their child support or they can't pay their child support or they were because putting them in jail makes a lot of sense uh, yeah this yeah. is really, really where they can really, definitely really, really not pay their child where they can definitely pay you back there right and now it's right. the department of corrections paying you so in the same way that right now uh police and prosecutors and judges are incentivized to find as many people guilty and throw as many people in jail as possible by putting a money incentive behind it. Now they're cutting out the middleman. They just make you do it. And now you have a right. financial incentive. And now everyone is just constantly dry snitching on each other for money. Yeah. And so like, if you think about it, I don't, I don't care how you feel about abortion. I don't like, I'm not going to try to change your mind. It's not going to be possible. Um, you know, it doesn't matter how I feel about it. It doesn't matter how Spike feels about it. It doesn't matter how anybody feels about abortion. The issue with this scenario is now uh, the enforcement aspect of this bill is what the court has missed completely on uh, the, the five justices which you guys can guess who they are, and you would probably be right. Uh, yeah. The five justices who said, no, we're not going to do an injunction here, uh, have left an opening for states to go after the Constitution. They could go after free speech. They could go after Citizens United. They could go after, uh, they could go after the Second Amendment. Uh, they, could, they could basically wipe the entire thing off the map because nothing is being enforced by the government. It's all going to be enforced by private citizens. And the door for them to destroy the Constitution has now been opened to a Texas-sized hole. Mm. The, door, the door to destroy the Constitution is you. <laughs> and, and everyone so you, you uh, uh uh i am arizona in the comments said you are the abuse of power and that's yeah right oh instantly so, so uh J, uh adam weggs who made a, a five dollar super chat donation thank you adam said devil's advocate put a penalty on filing frivolous lawsuits here's the problem with that this I wouldn't mean, be yeah, a frivolous lawsuit it, it it wouldn't be a frivolous lawsuit because it's empowered by the law <laughs> They're it's empowered by the law. They're encouraging you to do it. Right. Like they want you to. So now somebody else in the comments said, I would prefer this as opposed to the, you know, to the police knocking on doors and arresting people. And I would agree with that if everybody got real cool about a whole lot of stuff real quickly. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. we're going to need that. I'd be fine with this if everybody was just leave your neighbor alone and I don't care what you do. Totally cool. Totally fine with it. Yep. yep. But unless people get real cool about a lot of stuff, I am not a fan of that idea. Yeah. No, this this becomes sue your neighbor because they smoked weed or took uh or took drug whatever drug or you know, right. They they neighbor. took unprescribed Adderall because 
you know, they, they needed yeah. to concentrate on a project and they have a friend who takes it. Yep. 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 No, this is, this is bad. This is really this bad. Is bad. E- e- even if this was reserved for, you know, crimes with victims, I'd still be a little concerned with how, it, how it's laid out. You know, you, you're, when you, when you put a financial incentive with no disincentive for abusing it, I can just snitch on all of you. I can snitch on everyone I know for everything. And at some point, I'm going to get some money. You know, if I snitch like five, by the way, and I, I was wrong, dry snitching, I, I, I use the term wrong. Dry snitching is when you uh, inadvertently or accidentally snitch on someone. Um, this is like it's wet snitching because you're just snitching and you mean to. I could snitch on like thousands of people a day or, or you know, a week. This Every week I snitch on like hundreds bird of people. Shot, for... Birdshot snitching. Just... Birdshot snitching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dragnet snitching. I'm right. bound to be right like 10 times. That's 100 grand. This is bad. This is so bad. <laughs> bad. This is oh, and so people bad. settling. Oh, how about the people that go, you know what? God, leave me alone. I'll just give you two grand. Now they're settling out of court. Oh, this is bad. This is bad. This is unbelievably bad. Everything about this is bad. And again, it like the abortion thing. I don't care how you feel about it. I really don't. Um, I'm not going to change your mind. You're not going to change my mind. Nothing, nothing, nothing there matters. Um, What has happened? Pretty much. What has happened? lottery snitching yeah um what has happened with the supreme court is they have just opened a floodgate to destroy anything across the country and there's nothing anybody can do about it because it's all going to be civilly handled through lawsuits yeah yeah midwest guys just dollar signs yeah it's just money it is well, money, and and, 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 and the government is just going to tax the hell out of it. Oh, of course, yeah, they're going to get at least thirty percent of the money back. Midwest guy also said, you know, you could write a Facebook bot that finds people talking about marijuana and then snitch on them. Like it's it, this is this is bad, 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 bad. Um, uh, oh, uh, John Morrissey from Defy the Power says, so uh, could you through the court potentially have a woman inspected as evidence in case she claims miscarriage? during a civil suit and the father could file this motion if he was against the abortion or sore about getting dumped or you know doesn't believe her i'm adding this doesn't believe that she had a miscarriage this is bad and uh another person said um um where was it how many teacher uh how many teachers are going to snitch on their students parents when they take like when they take yeah. them to get an abortion. So like when your 15 year old daughter gets pregnant and you're like, well, I don't want it to ruin her life. So let's take her to get an abortion. And teachers are like, well, that's 10 grand. Yeah. And I, and I can Wes get Erickson, 10 grand. Wes Erickson, our, our commenters are getting this immediately. So Wes Erickson, the government taxes you into the poor house so that the only way you survive is to sue your neighbors into oblivion. Not just taxing you into the poor house, but letting you get sued into the poor house. So now you got to sue other people too to get your money. This is bad. Yeah, like you this is just that- cultivating a society of snitches who are just constantly going, like your job in the future is going to be going be out and suing people. people for laws they are breaking. Um, 
this to is, offset this all is, the suing that all the lawsuits you're having to deal with. Wow. Right. Yeah, I mean, yes, they're very much like red flag laws, except somebody said in the comments earlier, and I don't remember who, but it was a great line. Um, and instead of your dog dying, it's your bank account. Yeah, the 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 ATF comes and shoots your bank account. This is this is. And they're going to do this, this is, with everything. This is bad. With everything. No, now, this is, now, this is bad. now that the precedent has been set, every state can do this for anything they want to get rid of. Yeah. There's going to have to be a change on this. The court is going to have to come back and say, no, 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 no. Okay. All right. It doesn't matter if there was a government, a direct government criminal enforcement of this because this they're using the government system. You know, they're, you know, they're, it's not like, oh, the government's not involved. They're just letting people, first of all, they're incentivizing it with money. And second of all, second of all, the private citizens are using the court system. It's not like I come into your house and go, I declare a lawsuit. Give me $10,000. It's, I am going to take you to the government court using the court protocols that the government has created in order to try to get the $10,000 from the government from the law that the government created. This is got this is like the Facebook thing, you know, oh, it's a private company. No, it's not. It's it's or at least it's not a private action. It's a coerced government action. This is a guided, coerced and um, uh, subsidized government action. It's an incentivized action by government. And uh, if the Supreme Court leaves this loophole open, government will just do everything this way from now on. Everything. You will have no rights. Which essentially defunds the police. Because they won't be necessary because everything will be handled in civil court. It, to the extent that they won't be the main, the the initial catalyst for enforcement. But someone's got to round up all these freaking uh, settlement of uh, 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 absconders. Fair. All these people, you Fair. know, all these all these deadbeat. Uh, what are they going to call them? Like you, you have to think of like the 1984 speak, the new speak they're going to have to use for this, you know, uh, uh, what would it be, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, settlement fugitive or whatever, like, you know, whatever it is, it's literally going to be people who can't afford all the lawsuits because we're just caught focusing on the settlement. What about having to get an attorney every damn time? What do you think every the malpractice, time. just for this abortion thing, what do you think the malpractice insurance is going to look like in Texas because of this? Like, this is bad. This is bad. This is Personal injury crazy. attorney Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, might switch professions. Oh, to be a, a snitch, snitch lawyer. A snitch lawyer. <laughs> the personal injury attorney, uh, or no, the snitch, snitch, dry snitch, wet snitching attorney Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, anchor snitching moment. Oh man, we would just yeah. cut out the personal injury attorney and just be like Chris Reynolds, attorney at law. The Chris Reynolds attorney at law anchor snitching moment. Um, the, the snitch festum, snitch festathon. This is bad. This is bad. So, this is okay. Bad. I think we've established this is bad. We're going to have to come up with a call to action on how to deal with this because this is terrible. Um, this is awful. But we want to end the show on a, on a good note. Uh, on two yes. good notes, when we're gonna we're gonna say who has uh, who has won Susan, uh, but then we're also going to say, um, so Matt, today is a very special day, 
and and Today is and if i may can i can i be the one to say it sure because i also want to say how proud i am of you and how incredible i think it is Today is the seven-year anniversary of you um, being clean from drugs and alcohol. And that is, as someone who also has been clean uh, from drugs and alcohol for, for quite some time now, I know what that's like. And I know what those first, especially that first year, what that can be like. And um, I've known you for, I believe, five, what, five years now? Four or five years? Uh, five. Five years yeah. now. Yeah, five years now. Five years. And... And it would, and, I, and real, real quick, uh, the reason that I know Spike, Spike and I were friends on Facebook, but we didn't know each other. The reason I know Spike is because I was having a crisis of sobriety one night and Spike reached out to me to check on me to make sure I was okay. And we ended up talking for like an hour or two, yeah. just about everything. And that was how we got to know each other. Yeah. Yeah, that that was our real first time talking together. Yeah, that and was, that yeah. that was yeah, that was like five years ago. And and out that was five seven years, years ago, in, Matt, you're you're my essentially you're you're my best one of if not my best friend. And you are the one of the dearest people in my life. And you are my partner in all of this. And I am so grateful that you are here, that you are clean, and I am so proud of you that you've been able to do this. And I'm so proud that we've been able to encourage others who are in their sobriety journey uh, to stay strong in it and to encourage those who are considering getting into a sobriety journey to, to at least try it. Um, and on this seven years, I just want to say I love you. I couldn't be more proud of you. And I, uh, you know, here's to many, many more years of happiness and sobriety and, uh, and continued growth of muddied waters. Uh, there's an organization you've discovered um, yeah. that you want to talk about who is helping right. others who are who are going through this as well. So real quick, um, seven years ago, my life was a lot different. Um, I also looked a lot different than I do now. Um, I My face was a lot rounder and redder. I, my face looked like spikes coloring, but like much rounder, um, just constantly. And that wasn't because I spent any time in the sun. Um, right. That wasn't that wasn't because he spent two days in a row out uh, in uh, in the beautiful Florida sun at the beach in during the Spike Cohen Florida tour that just commenced. <laughs> But I, w I was I was <laughs> I was at a point in my life where I was very lost. Um, I had been at that point for years and I don't really know if there's a single thing that kind of made me realize it. But I had a couple of people talking to me saying, you know, I'm worried about you. Uh, you might want to think about stopping. And I didn't. I didn't want to, because why would I, because why would I want to, but I was, I was lost. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't know who I was if I wasn't drinking or doing other things. And I ended up, uh, I ended up trying to figure out who I was whilst I was under the influence of, you know, whether it's drugs or alcohol or anything else. Uh, I was consistently looking for that next high um for that next buzz 
constantly just searching for it. Um, and when I woke up on September 7th, seven years ago, uh, I didn't know I was going to be quitting drinking that day. And I actually went out and I got, I went out and I got a drink and I got pissed off at the bar that I was at and I got pissed off at the bar I was at and I went home and it was two o'clock in the afternoon. Um, I went home and I just thought to myself, you know what? I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. Uh, I don't want to do it. And I didn't think of it like I was done. I said that I was going to take some time off of drinking and I was going to take some time off of drinking and then reevaluate later. The next month, month and a half, six weeks, eight weeks, uh, were the worst couple of months of my life. And I got the DTs. I was throwing up. I didn't sleep. Um, and it was awful. It was absolutely awful. And I did this entire thing as they call in recovery by white knuckling it. Um, just, just you're gripping on and you are just driving ahead and you are just hoping to God, everything works out. And while I was able to do this, I do not recommend it for any, anybody. Um, and I saw, uh, Sheila Foster's, uh, she said that she threw away her alcohol this morning when she actually messaged me that earlier. And what I've said to Sheila, and I will say to anybody, if anybody out there wants somebody to talk to, you can always message muddied waters. We may not get back to you right away. And I apologize for that, but you can message muddied waters. Or if you are friends with me on Facebook, you can message me directly and I will respond and I will talk to you 100%. And if you're friends with me on Facebook, same thing. Right. Um, But there is something that I wanted to do. And uh, I wanted to find a privately funded addiction help center. And I found the American Addiction Center, which is privately funded. They don't take any federal money whatsoever. And they help with Americans who are struggling with addiction. Um, if you are struggling with addiction, you can call them to talk at, uh, can you, do you have the graphic? Yes. Right here. Cool. Um, the, um, where did it, oh, I put it in the wrong. Yeah. It's right here. The American addiction centers. Yeah. Yep. You can call them at 866-959-1369. Um, and they will discuss your treatment options with you, give you advice or help. Um, I talked, I talked with a couple of different people today from there. They were, everybody was very friendly. They were very helpful. All of them wanted to know if I was struggling. And then I explained to them my situation and what I wanted to do. And all of them were very helpful. Uh, they have multiple locations across the country, as you can see here. Um, and if you want treatment and decide to use one of their facilities, they will arrange for travel to one of their centers where you will be given the best care uh, as you give yourself a chance to heal. Now, this is covered. They have partnerships with some of the largest uh, health insurance companies out there. So it is covered by insurance um, for a large part of it. And part of the reason that they're going through insurance and that they're doing the, uh, that they, and they take private money is because they don't want the federal 
government involved as much in how they run things. And I respect the hell out of that. Um, I know people who have used American addiction centers. I know people who have gone out of there and after 90 days or 30 days or whatever have come out and they have uh, never looked back. Absolutely never looked back. I don't know of anybody who has come out of there and has looked back, but I'm certain it happens uh, because relapse is a part of addiction and I don't fault anybody for it. Um, You can take that down Uh, again, 866-959-1369 for anybody who is looking for help. If you are out there looking for help, um, this is an organization that does a lot of good and I absolutely 100% support their mission and the things that they do. Um, And again, I am an anomaly. Spike is an anomaly. Um, Both of us, you quit without treatment, correct? I'm correct in thinking that. Yeah, yeah, I also, I also, we are two unicorns. Like usually people need at least some help if, if, if only just like uh, mental health treatment or something during the worst of it, people typically need help to get right. a clean and that's, that's okay. And for anybody out there, there is somebody who might be watching the show right now. I don't know if they are or not, but I have been talking with this person uh, over the last two and a half months and uh, they have been doing a fantastic job. Uh, they've been doing a fantastic job and I'm so proud of them. And every day that I get an update about how they are doing, I, I am very happy to hear that they are still doing well. Um, one of the things that I learned, which was the hardest thing that I learned about all of this, when you start drinking or using or whatever, um, your emotional growth stops this was the hardest thing for me to deal with because when I stopped, when I stopped using seven years ago, I reverted back to being 18 years old, which you're looking at me going, so you only used for a year. And I'm like, no, no, it was longer than a year that I was doing things. Um, So I reverted back quite a ways And it was a very difficult emotional journey that I had to go on. And that would have been the time for me to try to use somebody to try to seek out this help that, um, that, sorry, got lost there. Uh, I should have used somebody to seek out this help in order to help me with that portion, to help me get back to the emotional, uh, to the emotional point where I should have been at that age. Um, And I didn't, and it caught, and that cost me a lot because I did not emotionally know how to deal with things and how to handle things. And I would say that I am still not emotionally uh, where I'm supposed to be at my age, but I'm okay with where I'm at right Mm -hmm. now because it seems to work for me. if you are out there and you want help, please reach out to these people. You can reach out to me. You can reach out to spike. You can reach out to muddied waters. Any of us will be more than happy to talk to you. Um, 
but you are definitely not alone. One of the greatest things that I had was a very strong base of people who were there to support me throughout all of this. Here, so there's here's a story for you. I've got this buddy uh, named Dylan. I'll say his full name. His name is Dylan Ammerman. Uh, he and I were friends in Nashville. And we used to drink a lot together. And we used to do some other things as well that I'm not going to talk about on this show. Um, but we did a lot of things together a lot. It was, if we were together, you knew things were happening, whether legal, illegal, whatever. You, things were happening and we were not in the right state of mind. Um, I was going through roughly about the same time that I got to know Spike. Um, I was going, I went through a lot of crisis of sobrieties during this time period. And I was looking for somebody to give me my out to let, to say, yes, go, go have a drink. I know that life is terrible for you right now. Um, go have a drink, go get, get your mind off of it. And I was, so I called him, I said, Hey, I need your permission. And I told him everything that was going on in my life at the time. And I said, and I want to go out and drink. And if you say it's okay, I'm going to go do that right now. And he, the wonderful little leprechaun that he is, um, said, man, I would love to say yes. And I would love to sit down and have a beer with you again at some point in the future, but you can't break sobriety for what is going on in your life right now. Right. And it was one of the greatest things anybody has ever done for me because he could have easily, I have not seen Dylan since well before that conversation happened. He could have easily said, yes, it wouldn't like literally no skin off of his back would not have made a difference. But instead he said, no, don't do that. I care too much about you to see you throw it away for this. And because of that, I am still here today doing this show uh, with a job that I love and adore and a wonderful and beautiful and fantastic girlfriend um, and a wonderful family and everything and everything is working the way that I always sort of plan for it to work. Had he said, yeah, go out and have that drink. I don't know if any of this would be here. I don't know if I would be here. I don't know if any of this would have been working. Um, Certainly not the way that it is, because I can't imagine right. trying to do this while still being on drugs and, and, and alcohol and everything else. It, it, there wouldn't have been an effective way to do it. Yeah. No, absolutely not. So again, if you need help, know that it is out there. Uh, somebody, Larry Whitehead said, don't feel like alone. Don't feel like the Lone Ranger when you're out there. Yeah, don't feel like exactly. the lone, you are not alone. Yep. There are people out there who care about you, who love you, uh, and they want to see you succeed in these journeys. And we are of those people. So know that at if it at the barest of minimums, if you want to reach out to muddied waters of freedom, muddied waters media in order to talk about that, we will talk to you about it. We will absolutely talk to you about it. And if you don't feel comfortable talking to us about it, 
call the American Addiction Center. Um, I know of a couple other private groups or private people who uh, help with addiction counseling. And if you want their information, I'll be more than happy to give it to anybody. Um, and more than happy, because if you are seeking help, there is help out there. If you aren't seeking help because you don't think you have a problem, then good on you. I hope you're right. And uh, I can't wait to see you in the future. But if you are, if you are questioning it, if you are even wondering, feel free to reach out to any of the sources that we have provided. Yeah. Yeah. Including us. Yeah. No, it's, it is, it's interesting as libertarians, we believe that you should be able to do whatever you want with your body, right? You should, any drug as much as you want, you should be able to do, to do anything. But there's a question of, is it a good idea? Um, if you are able to recreationally enjoy things, then it might be a good idea. Um, I, I will say as someone who's a, who's, um, cause someone said to me, you know, what do you think is the cutoff? You know, the difference between when it's okay to, to get high or drunk or whatever, and when it's not. And I say, you know, honestly, um, unless it's for a medicinal reason, like taking cannabis for medicinal reasons or taking an uh, entheogen for, uh, you know, a, a psychedelic for, you know, uh, treatment purposes or something like that. As someone who used to do a lot of drugs and is now sober, I'm not sure that I ever think there's a good reason to get intoxicated. I think there are better ways to have fun, but that's my personal opinion. But if you're able to do it in a recreational way and where you're having fun and it doesn't take over your life and, and, and cause harm to your life, then right. I think you should be able to do it. Uh, I, honestly, even if it's causing harm, you should be able to do it. But if it is causing harm, if there's even a question as to whether it's causing harm, it's worth trying to be clean. You know, a lot of people have reached out to me and said, is this, you know, they'll describe their situation and say, does that sound like addiction? And I'll say it usually when, when they describe it, I'll be like, it does, but let's say it isn't. Let's say it's just on the cusp. Why don't you try being clean for a couple of weeks and, you know, and, and, and have a plan and don't just, you know, don't just, you know, go in and, and try to raw dog your way through it because it's not something I'd recommend, especially for, for most people. But, you know, try it and, and see, you know, try for a couple of weeks, couple of months, whatever. Are you happier? Are, are things going better? Are you feeling like you have more control over your life? Then, yeah, maybe it's a good idea to do or at least to cut back on what you're doing. So, you know, anyone who's even considering it, um, it's worth a shot. And, and any of the resources we've given, uh, by the way, I put the link in the comments to Addiction yeah, Centers. American, it's AmericanAddictionCenters.org. Um, and, uh, and again, we're here for support as well. They're obviously and, professionals and we're not. So Right. And I just want to I just want to say one thing uh, kind of in response to what Spike said, if you have ever questioned whether or not you are dealing with an addiction because you drink, uh, you drink every day or if you, you know, smoke weed every day or you whatever, whatever it is, if you have ever thought, man, I don't know, I might be addicted it would probably be a good idea to call to talk to somebody yeah. because if you are at the point where you are questioning it, other people have already decided. And I don't, I'm not saying you should do things because other people are thinking it, but if you have yeah. questioned it, that means that you probably are subconsciously trying to tell yourself that you have an issue. 
potentially seek yeah. that yeah potentially seek the help that you can get and if you don't have an issue this isn't for you and uh i'm not trying to preach to anybody yeah, that yeah. doesn't have an issue absolutely not even a little bit i just want people to be able to find the help that they can uh because it is it is important to continue living uh to seek out this help and heal yourself and a lot of that comes from healing on the inside and uh, that takes a lot of time after spending a lot of time numbing everything in there yeah it can take a very 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 long time doing that so you know reach out if you if you want to try um being sober uh you can reach out to us you can reach out to addiction centers um and uh and we just uh like i said i i love seeing i love what being sober has been able to do in my life i love what it's been able to do in matt's life i love what it's been able to do in so many other people's lives uh drew cook uh the man who uh is starting the libertarian uh so or who runs the libertarian party sober caucus uh i love what he's doing um uh, i'm gonna have to go join that caucus yeah 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 no it's a great caucus um andrea o'donnell uh in the comments she talked about i guess she has a, a group called um sober libertarians on facebook um and i love what what she's doing um so i mean there's there's just a lot of people that are are, and, are yeah and so andrea o'donnell says uh don't stop use of al don't stop daily use of alcohol without help which i which i did and i don't recommend it to uh, yeah. another person anywhere uh that was I don't know if hell exists, but if it does, I imagine it's very similar to what that was like. What that was like. Yeah, I I can. Alcohol wasn't tough for me because I didn't really drink much of it. Um, Weed was actually the toughest one for me. Even the hard stuff wasn't as tough as, as weed. I did the hard stuff first, but I did. But weed was my big thing. That was tough, man. Which is why now it's like it's funny because I have doctors who are like, yeah, you know, uh, some of your MS symptoms would be better if you use cannabis. I'm like, I bet they would. <laughs> but uh, I also know that was my personal gateway. I know it's not a gateway drug. I, I shouldn't say that. That was the first thing I tried, and I tried it very heavily. And then once I was high on that, I'm like, yeah, I might as well try everything else too. That was my own personal thing. Um, I, I so it's it's unfortunately something I, I can't do in my. I, I'm not, I don't do a lot of things in moderation. Put it that way. Um, right. For example, a couple of years ago, I was like, you know, I might get into politics, and now look. So it's <laughs> kind of this is how I am with stuff. Um, so uh, other great news. So again, congratulations to you, Matt. I, I love you, man. Mm-hmm. Here's to I love you. 700 more years of sobriety for you. Um, 7,000 years. <laughs> so um, other great news. As you know, I was in the, uh, this past weekend, I was at the Spike Cohen Florida tour in uh, in Miami and Fort Lauderdale. I like how that sound effect has gotten worse <laughs> over the course of this episode. Sorry, it's I like all been a pack of lies. It's supposed to sound like the end of the Miami Vice theme, but it doesn't. It does not. It doesn't. But the good news is that uh, my archery is apparently better than my theme song replication. Um, so we did a, a shooting competition between me and Martha Bueno, which I won. 
uh, we shot guns and we also shot bows and arrows. Now the guns, I'm a decent shot with a gun. I'm not an operator. Uh, I'm not a, you know, Navy SEAL, Force Recon. Uh, I, I, that's not me. I, I'm, I'm fairly proficient with guns. Um, but apparently, and I didn't know this because I'd never fired a bow and arrow before in my life. Apparently, I am a natural archer. And so what you're about to see is the second arrow that I've ever fired in my entire, I've ever, I don't even know how to say it. I've ever flung, shot, arrowed, whatever. You shoot shoot an arrow. I shoot an arrow? Okay, sure. Um, Here is the second one. It was minutes after the first one. Here is the second, because the first one hit the target and everyone's like, you hit the target with your first arrow ever. So then they recorded the second one, and here's what happened. Now, some of you might be thinking, oh, his form's terrible. Look, his shoulder's not right, and his elbow is. His elbow's up way like too low. Be. His way, elbow's way too low. Yeah, well, it, you might want to save that. Ah! <laughs> and I got I it on film. I have no idea what I'm doing. Did you get it? I did. I yes. did. Look at that. No Watch. Clue. Yeah. Look at that. It's going to zoom in. It's going to zoom in. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect bullseye. Perfect bullseye. It was in the center of the center it the center bullseye is like this big and it was directly in the center of it and then i you... proceeded let me pull up that picture oh crap it's on my phone oh you know what i think it's in google it would be in google photos right because it's on my phone i have I want no idea how that me. works yeah I don't, I don't either let me see yep it sure is hold on just give me a second then i proceeded to hit one bullseye, well, let me rephrase that. I proceeded to every single arrow I shot, fired, shot, slung, arrowed, released, shot, released. Every arrow I released, I like that. Every arrow that I released, where is it? Yeah, it's there. Oh, okay. Every single arrow I released immediately where the hell is the thing oh every single arrow that i released hit the hit the target including that first one which direct that's my face directly to let me just get like this is gonna get really uncomfortably close look at that directly in the damn thing so we now know a few things about me. We know that I am a World Series level pitcher. We know that <laughs> I am, as as a as attested to by Dwight Gooden. Yeah, that's himself. what he said. That's what he. That's, that's literally. That's... I guarantee you, that's what I heard. 
Um, yeah. And <laughs> yeah, of course, that's what you heard. That's what like, I heard. That's that's what I heard. Weird. Um, I heard those words in a, <laughs> some combination. In some order that with, with other words, others. possibly in between them. With other words, possibly in between. But not only that, and not only am I obviously apparently good at politics, because I'm, you know, VP candidate, but also... I am an archer now. That's right. You are the Gina Davis of the Libertarian Party. Yes, in more ways than one. Yes. So I am... <laughs> I am... In every imaginable way, I am the Gina Davis of the Libertarian Party, which is... Sure. Um, so... You're probably thinking, but Spike, there's no possible way that you could be as good at, oh, I don't know, eating crabs as you are at archery. Well, you can find out very soon, my friend, and we're going to talk about that in a minute. But uh, again, thank you so much uh, for tuning into this episode of The Muddy Waters of Freedom. Uh, tomorrow night uh, on my fellow Americans on my show, uh, my guest will be Corey DeAngelis. Uh, who is the uh, homeschool uh, homeschooling and school choice advocate? He is regularly featured on Fox News and Newsmax and everywhere. He's ever he's on everything, and uh, he's going to come on to talk about the school choice movement, the um, homeschool movement, uh, his one man uh, war against the teachers unions, and how he's continuing to just completely destroy them. And, uh, and and what's next for that, for, for our goals as libertarians with that. Um, later, uh, in the next few days, I'll actually be releasing a uh, on in our anchor, if you listen to our podcast, I'll be releasing the three panels that I did in Freedom Fest. One of them was with Corey. We talked about the failures of police socialism, but he's a really cool guy. So that's my guest on Wednesday. And then uh, you have uh, the writer's block on Thursday. Who's your who's your guest there? I do. Uh, on Thursday at 8 o'clock Eastern for the writer's block, I have Magnus Panvidia. Uh, on and I love that guy. I cannot wait guy. to have this guy on. Um, and we are going to be talking about his In the Damn Wars campaign that's taken place this weekend um, on September 11th in John Marshall Park in Washington, D.C. Uh, and he is going, yeah, starting at noon. Uh, and he is going to be leading this peace march, looking to bring together all anti-war voices from across the political spectrum to demand the end to U.S. imperialism across the globe. And he is he is a stand up dude who is also hilarious. So I'm very excited yeah. to have him on. He's he is super, so funny. he's a really, really cool guy. I finally got to meet him in person in Michigan. He's just as cool in person as he is online. He's a cool, cool guy. Um, so I'm really excited to. Uh, uh, for you to have him on and then on friday we have an episode of uh cajun and eskimo from bayou to igloos at what is that at 9 30 9 30 9 30 eastern then on saturday there's two things happening in eastern maryland starting at doesn't say hold on in eastern eastern maryland Starting at 
starting at noon, uh, I will be at the Libertarian Party of Maryland Crab and Chicken Fest, where we're going to be eating crab and chicken. Well, I'll be eating crab because I can't have chicken, but we'll be eating crabs in Maryland. If, Maryland if I was there, I would be eating your chicken. And you would be eating yeah. my crabs. Oh, yeah, that's right, because you can't have crabs. So he'd be eating chicken and I'd be eating crab, but I'll be eating crabs. And you're probably thinking, there's no way you can eat 20 crabs. You're wrong. And I'm going to show everyone that, how wrong they are when they think that. I was born in Baltimore. I can eat crabs like someone who doesn't care about hypertension. And I am going to eat so many crabs. That's going to be on set on the 11th. Um, in the morning, uh, or starting at noon, and then I will be after that. Uh, I will be doing leading a caravan to D.C. where we will be. I will be speaking at the and the damn wars rally in Washington D.C. on September 11th. Uh, it's starting at noon. I'll be there. I believe at like four something um, uh, at John Marshall Park in D.C. I will be speaking there. Um, Scott Horton will be speaking there. Many other anti-war activists will be speaking there. And we'll be talking about the need to end it. 20 years ago, uh, on September 11th, uh, the, the Twin Towers were attacked in response to decades of U.S. imperialism. And instead of looking at the thousands of civilians that died on that day and saying, this needs to end, enough already, bring them home. Instead, we have engaged over the last 20 years, or we have actually been robbed by politicians to engage in a pointless effort that has made us less safe, that has cost thousands of American lives, tens of hundreds of thousands of American well-being, Americans' well-being, who have come home with you know physical and mental scarring millions of people in, from other countries that are dead, most of whom are civilians. We are we are less safe. Trillions of dollars just pissed away. And for what? For all the people that we said that were bad to still be in charge. Did you say a complete destruction of our civil liberties? Oh, a to oh yeah, how can I forget? Total destruction of our civil <laughs> liberties, um, uh, uh, people being put in cages, um, spying on every single human being in this country, uh, and, and probably most of them around the world too, uh, of every electronic communication that you make, um, pretty much every infringement on your uh, lives and rights over the last 20 years, at least partially they've used the war on terror uh, as a reason why it needs to happen, uh, at least partially. And um, it needs to end. And so that's what we're going to be doing at the end of the damn wars rally. And we're, we're calling for not just an end to the wars uh, and bringing the troops home, but also uh, repealing the authorization of use of military force that was passed in, in 2001 and putting the power back in the hands of Congress and forcing them to actually have debates in, in front of the public as to whether or not we should be engaging in a war rather than just giving whoever's president unlimited authority to do war with anyone they deem as a terrorist. Um, if you would like to be a part of the Crab Fest, uh, we've technically sold out, but... The Crab Fest. The Crab... Oh, he's... The Crabs. All the crabs. You know, I can I can go toe-to-toe -to -toe with you on some Crab. Yeah. Some, some Crab... Some Crab Maga. Um... <laughs> So, yeah, it's in the comments. Crabs, yeah. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Uh, crab, yeah. crab Fest. Uh, if you would like to be a part of the Crab and Chicken Feast, which I call Crab Fest, uh, you can go 
there is a link, uh, but it, we technically sold out. But I bet if you can, um, I bet if you email the chair of the party and say that you want to make a donation uh, to be to be included in the Crab Fest, they'll probably let you in. Uh, so the price that was being asked for was $70 per person or $120 for family uh, and kids under 12 eat free. So if you're like a big household and you live in Maryland or, or in that area and you know for 120 bucks, eat all the crab and chicken you want, it's a good price. Uh, so 70 bucks a person, 120 bucks a family, all proceeds go to the Libertarian Party of Maryland. Um, so the, the link is down, but if you email, and I'll put it in the crab, email for crab and chicken feast i'm going to put it in the comments chair at lp what is that lpmaryland.org it's keto friendly yes for anybody who doesn't know i didn't know that i'm not allowed to eat it I'm well, allowed. chicken's keto friendly too. Yeah. So, chair at lpmaryland.org. If you reach out to uh, if you reach out to the chair there and let them know that you would like to uh, be a part of it and that you'd like to make a donation, uh, I do believe there were a couple family tickets left, but that links down too. So, I may have I did share it, so I think it might have gotten sold out. But I wanted more people to come, so uh, try to see if you can get in there. They might let you in there. I don't know if they'll let you in there, but they might let you in there. So reach out and see. Um, but what skin? Adam says skinless chicken is keto friendly. Skin isn't keto friendly. No, it's just it's just fat. It's just fat. is and, chicken skin keto? Keto, yeah. So. Um, also, so then again, uh, and if you want to go to the end of the damn wars rally, like I said, it is in. Where is it? It is in. Oh yeah, no, it says it is keto to keep. It is unless battered, right? By the way, I would love to see you guys start a page. So we have one. It's just not really set up. We we are working on a Patreon. We've been working on it for about two years now. Um, but if you go to anchor.fm slash muddywaters, you can leave a recurring donation right there. And right they there. charge they charge us way less. And also also they're not nearly as restrictive as Patreon. So like they don't give us a hard time for telling you things that aren't lies. Um yeah, you could have been. Yeah, Adam Weggs, you. It's if the chicken's breaded. Yeah, that's right. You can't have that, but if it's just normal, you can have it. Yeah, it's 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 skin. It's fat. It's actually probably better than the meat in terms of being keto. It's just pure fat. Yeah, have a, eat nothing but chicken skins, pork skins too. Yeah. Unless you're, unless you're kosher. Um. So after the crab feast, I will be in D.C. for the end the damn wars rally, uh, and I'll put it's end the damnwars.org um and also the um uh it, you can also find end the damn wars uh for uh all on uh, all social media and uh yeah we're gonna have a really good time uh me scott horton who's one of the best speakers for the anti-war movement uh there's you can't find someone who can talk better about 
U.S. foreign policy than Scott Horton. I'm going to try though. Um, so I'll be there too. And uh, I'll, I'll, so it's going to be, it's going to be really good. And, and it's, it is a, uh, not just a libertarian event. We're going to have people on the left. We're going to have some people on the right. This is a nonpartisan. We have one, one initiative, one coalition built around ending the wars, bringing the troops home and ending the apparatus that they're using to have these types of ridiculous, endless wars. Um, so that's what we're doing then. And then on Monday, is uh, another fantastic episode of Mr. America, The Bearded Truth with Jason Lyon. Uh, he is going, do you know what he's going to dive into? This last week he had Dwayne Lester on, who is amazing. Do you know who's yeah, going to do this? I have no idea. <laughs> I need to start asking him to tell me what next, what he's going to do the following week. But if you have room for one more libertarian show on your schedule, make it Mr. America, The Bearded Truth and Cajun and Eskimo. So you have to have two. But right. Mr. America, the bearded truth is just amazing. And also make sure you're already listening to our shows too. Um, just do it every day, Monday through Friday. Uh, and then come right back here next Tuesday, same muddy place, same-ish muddy time for another amazing episode of the Muddy Waters of Freedom. Now, uh, let's wrap up. We have a bid from Shannon Schoenhardt for $71, $71. for Susan. Matt, if you want to show her them Susan. And we're going to give everyone an opportunity to make a last bid because there is a delay between the different social media venues. If you want Susan, if you want Susan right autograph. If, if you want an autograph, Spike Cohen Susan, and myself. I tried to save Susan, but it just didn't happen. If you, it just didn't happen. Jovid, Jovid murdered Jovid, Susan. Jovid fear COVID took down Susan. Um, so if if covid both them if you if you <laughs> if you uh if you would like to have susan for yourself and your name is not uh oh no bdsm guru says was she not bidding 71 dollars to beat ticket prices to the event by one dollar i hope not i hope not i'm hoping this is for 71 bucks for the thing Anyway, uh, if your name is, if you would like this and your name is not Shannon Schoenhardt, then you need to bid 75 or more dollars. 75 or more dollars. And now. Since we know about the delay, we're giving everybody a little bit of time. Just giving everyone a minute. Right. Got to check those bank accounts. Make sure everything. I get it. You got to check. It's going to clear. Yeah. you You have to hear it because there is a delay. So. Mm-hmm. Here that we're even saying this, um, and then if nobody wants it, uh, nobody else wants to bid on it. In that case, uh, Shannon can PayPal us the seventy-one dollars if that was what she was bidding on. Um, she can bid a. She could send us the seventy-one dollars to muddiedwatersmedia at gmail via PayPal, and we will get that out to you post haste. Yes, we will be happy to do that. Um, and since it's looking like no one else is bidding, which is great, uh, this auction is going once, going twice, and sold to Shannon Schoenhart for $71. You are the proud owner of Susan, Shannon. May she rest in peace. RIP Susan. I actually put on their hashtag RIP Susan. So... Matt, if someone were to try to follow Muddy Waters Media on the internet, 
is there any way that's even possible? And if so, how? It would be possible. All one would have to do, if you are one of the old school listeners who truly enjoys the sweet, sultry, dulcet tones of our masculine yet soothing voices. Hey, everybody. You just head on over to anchor.fm slash muddy waters. Anchor FM. Uh, I'm fresh off of the Spike Owen Florida tour. Ba-bum, 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 bum, bum, bum. Right now, superfan Sarah Anderick has come into the room, and she hates this segment. Why so is she she's giving me room? a dirty look. I don't understand why she would go in the room while we're doing this if she hates it. I don't. I have no idea. I think she. But I think she secretly likes it. If you go to anchor.fm slash muddywaters, you can leave us messages that we will play live on the air on Tuesdays. On Tuesday nights. On Tuesday nights. And you can also leave us donations. And you you will get your name in the credits after the show. We want money. We want money. Give us money. We want... We want to make sure that we don't have any more audio problems or video problems. And the only way to do that is with money. We can only do that with your money. Not... I mean... With, with your the, money. I mean, we're, we're doing it with our money, so we could use some help with it. Use some help. A little but, help here, please. I didn't hear what you said. No, I just said, yeah. Okay. Well, in that case, or you can find us, find this and every other episode at muddiedwatersmedia.com. Well, that's amazing. I'm so happy to hear that. Folks, thanks again for tuning into this amazing episode. Thank you to everyone who has donated. Thank you to everyone who is such a part of this. Matt, congratulations on your seven years sober. May you have seven million more years sober. May, may a thousand years from now, may you wake up and say, who dares wake me from my thousand and seven year sober slumber? And folks, thank oh, you. If somebody uh, wakes me up a thousand years from now on my one one thousand and seventh sober versary, I'm going to be so mad. Just let the man sleep. Like what, what else? Just let, yeah, got, I'm a thousand years sleep. old thousand years old you can't let him sleep jesus so and thank you to shannon for her her, uh winning bid and uh and yeah jimmy lee uh find the after party in the muddy waters uh group in clubhouse muddy waters room muddy waters club muddy water whatever in clubhouse and uh folks thanks again for tuning in and i will see you tomorrow on my show then thursday friday blah 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 blah. see you here tomorrow 8 p.m my fellow americans and all the other shows as well after the days after and everything else we said Thanks again for tuning in. And where we're going, we don't need roads.